0: welcome to the manage my wedding podcast where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organized when planning the wedding of your dreams i'm your host yvette sitters welcome back to the manage my wedding podcast episode 14. I can't believe it's actually week 14 already since we launched and I'm so excited that last week we made it to the top charts. So thank you to everyone for listening and supporting uh, me each week and if you haven't already, please subscribe so that you can hear future podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by the Manage My Wedding Bride and Groom Chair Signs. These wood engraved classic signs will set the scene at your ceremony, reception or as photo props. They're available in natural wood, white, black, gold, and silver, and you can see them at managemywedding.com. Today, I'm going to be talking you through how to go about booking your reception and ceremony venues. I see too many times people losing money because they jump into the decision and then later work out the venue isn't suitable or that they can't get other details the other venue locked in for those dates so i want to help you eliminate this stress so my first suggestion would be know the selection of dates that you like you need to have a selection because quite often the ceremony venue might be available but the reception venue isn't available or it might be a really popular venue so you need to consider a friday night or a sunday Or if everyone's traveling, you could go Thursday. Or you might get the reception and the ceremony venue available, but then your auntie who you definitely are having as your celebrant is already booked. So just have a selection of dates available and be flexible. And if you have your heart set on a date and it's maybe your anniversary or Valentine's Day or it's something special, then you have to be flexible on the venues. So you can't always have it both ways, unfortunately. And before you even start looking, know how many guests you have. So I talk about this at the very beginning of when I first started doing these podcasts. So you can go back to the start and you can have a listen to how to put your guest list together. Because you need to know the numbers before you really start searching. Because sometimes a venue can be too small and it can also be too big. And quite often, too big looks terrible because maybe there's way too much space, and it just changes the whole atmosphere. So you you definitely need to know your numbers. There's also a list of questions on a blog that I've written in the past um, that you can ask a venue. So have a look back through. I'll put the notes in uh, the link in the show notes. And there's eight questions that you can ask your reception venue before you book. So it's a good idea maybe take that with you if you go if you're heading to the venue for a tour or what venues might call it a show around and some venues have open days as well so ask them if they've got an open day coming up because quite often those open days they've got all their recommended suppliers there and they also have the venue actually set up and and it just looks beautiful so ask them about that and check the reviews on that ven- on those venues that you're looking at Or if you've got your heart set in one venue, check the reviews, look online, see what Facebook says, have a look and see what Google says, and even jump on the wedding Facebook groups and ask people that have had weddings there for a review or if they've attended a wedding there and ask people to share their photos. So many people are so happy to help other people that are planning their wedding. And I see this all the time in Facebook groups, people just helping each other. So consider that as well. And then once you really get your heart set on the venue and that's ceremony and reception, I always suggest only tentatively holding the date. So if, if you find the ceremony first or the reception first and they've got a date that you had in mind, just tentatively hold it. Don't sign anything. Don't pay them. They always give you a certain amount of days anyway to confirm. And then check that the other venue also has the, uh, the same date available. And check your suppliers as well. Some suppliers you might not be worried about. So you might not want to be worried about who you're getting your cake through and those sorts of things. But you might have your heart set on a celebrant or a band. So those things that are really important to you, just check that they have those dates and then you can go ahead and confirm. But just make sure everyone is available because I've seen it, I see and hear about it all the time. People sign for the reception venue and then they find out the ceremony venue's not available and then they lose that deposit that they've paid. And if you're on a tight budget, that is not going to help you. You also need to check that the venue has a wet weather plan if it's outside and if not what's your wet weather plan if you're stuck for wet weather plan ideas have a listen to one of our recent um podcasts i'll pop that in the show notes also just talking about having a wet weather plan and how important that is and if you are really stuck and you are really really worried about your budget because yes venues are expensive, and this is the biggest cost of your wedding, then sometimes you just need to consider having a backyard wedding or having it in a hall or a community centre or a farmhouse. And I might hear some of you just being like, no way, I'm not doing that. I want a beautiful venue and I want this and that. But you can make these venues your own. It is amazing what you can now do with greenery, with lighting and draping. There is so much that you can do to completely transform a space into something that you really want. And you can also save money when you do this on catering because you can organise that yourself. And sometimes you can even have BYO. So be realistic. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. I don't think I need to say any more on that, but just, you know, be realistic. If you find a venue that you like, ask the venue, is the price negotiable? I mean, venues these days, it is definitely getting tougher to negotiate with them. And a lot of venues will say, this is our wedding packages, you take it or leave it. And a lot of the time that's because they're such a popular wedding venue. They don't need to alter their prices because they know they're going to fill the dates. So sometimes you have to be prepared that they might not be able to help you. But some venues, they might be happy to reduce the price because you're having cake as dessert or you're not having pre-reception drinks, you're going straight into dinner, whatever whatever it is. But if they are not negotiable, just respect that and respect The chef and the venue, because so many hours go into putting menus together, and you know, chefs really pride themselves on that. So, it can sometimes be offensive when somebody wants, you know, $10 off a head, and quite often, you know, the chef just cannot do that because they have to make their quota as well. Another thing you need to consider before booking is the distance between the ceremony and reception. So You might have your heart set on a reception, but then you can't find a ceremony venue that's close by or vice versa. So you need to think about do guests need transport and do we need to cover that, put that in the budget or especially those that are traveling for your wedding. If if the majority of your guests are traveling, you really want to help them out with this. So make sure you're considering the the distance between the ceremony and reception. And if there's also going to be a break between the ceremony and the reception, is there somewhere they can go and buy a drink? It is absolutely fine to ask guests to go and have a drink and kill time in between, but just they've got to have somewhere to go. If they've come a long distance and the reception ceremony are in the middle of nowhere, they can't just be standing around doing nothing, nowhere to sit, nowhere, nothing to get to drink or eat. And then lastly, the last thing I want to say is now you've gone through all of this, you've decided on your venues, make sure you have everything in writing. Some venues are fantastic. They will put everything in the contract, but some don't. Some are only really one page that tells you, Oh, this, this is the date you've booked. These are, you know, it's, it's simple as that. This is the price and you'll sign it and you might have verbally agreed on everything. They might change wedding coordinators or they just might not remember. So if everything isn't in the contract, just pop it in an email and say to them to please respond and confirm that that is all have been agreed on. Then you won't have any issues later down the track. So I'm going to end it here as I think I've given you enough to think about before you go off and book your ceremony or your reception venue. Just remember that as long as you are flexible with your dates, your venue will always have somewhere to fit your wedding. So don't rush off as soon as you get engaged and book your venues. So thank you for listening and until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying organized and stress-free while planning the wedding of your dreams.